Today is December 8th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. I'm your guide as we walk through the sacred pages of scripture. What a blessed day it is to be alive, to breathe, to inhale possibility, to exhale passivity, to inhale gratitude and exhale grumbling and grumpiness. Yes, yes, y'all. We have so much to be thankful for. Even in the midst of our challenges and struggles, God is with us. And we get to cap off the work week with another dive into the word. And as we wrap up our work week and look forward to the weekend, what better way to make that transition than by grounding ourselves in the word? Today, we are treading through the final chapters of Hosea. Yes, pun intended, Netta. Netta is my pillow sis, and she tagged me yesterday because of what I said about buying the Tread Plus from Peloton. Be prepared to be sick of me. I'm just warning y'all because I'm going to tread y'all to death. I am so excited about this purchase. No, 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 no. I'm actually not going to tread y'all to death. Not literally, not even figuratively. But if you know me, then you already know how I feel about Peloton. And if you don't, just go back like three or four years on my Facebook page so you can see my journey and then you'll understand why I am such a stan. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back on track here. There is another punch. I get so carried away. I could talk about Jesus, communication, and Peloton for hours. So if you ain't got time, don't start a conversation with me about any of those things. Okay, okay, okay. In these final chapters of Hosea, God's heart is yet longing for his people, even though they keep going astray. We better not ever say God turned his back on us or will not turn his face toward us when we seek him. The door of redemption is always open for every willing, repentant heart. We see that time and time again in scripture. Then we start Jude, y'all, lace up. Because when I tell you we are about to sprint so fast through this one lap powerhouse of a book, it might even have us sweating because Jude pulls no punches. He is all about keeping the faith, fighting the good fight, contending for the faith, and stretching ourselves beyond what we feel like is comfortable. And then as we transition from the prophetic to the poetic, we'll soak in the Psalms and Proverbs, letting them set the rhythm of our strides. Success, y'all, it's not about the sweat of our brow alone. No, success is secured in the strength of the Lord. It's not the solo climb that counts, but the steady climb with Him that matters. So as we get ready to get into this word and take on the day, let's do it with the same energy, the same passion that we bring to our workouts, our hobbies, our obsessions, because this, this here hike through the word, it is the ultimate endurance test. But with God as our trainer, who gonna stop us? We are guaranteed to finish strong. All right, I'm almost done with my ramblings. Let's just Step up to the starting line of today's reading and get ready to dash in God's divine direction. Hosea chapter 10, verse 1 through chapter 14, verse 9, Tree of Life version. Israel to be shamed in captivity. A luxuriant vine is Israel who produces fruit for himself. Like the abundance of his fruit, he has multiplied his altars. Like the goodness of his land, they made beautiful sacred pillars. Their heart became smooth. Now they will bear their guilt. He will break down their altars. He will destroy their sacred pillars. Surely now they will say, we have no king, for 
we have not feared Adonai, the king, what can he do for us? They spoke words, empty oaths to make a covenant, but judgment springs up as a hemlock in the furrows of the field. The inhabitants of Samaria will quarrel over the calves of Beth-Avon. Indeed, its people will mourn over it, but its priests will tremble over it, for its glory will surely depart from it. It also will be carried to Assyria as tribute to a warring king. Ephraim will receive shame, and Israel will be put to shame by its own counsel. Samaria is being cut off. Her king is like a splinter on the surface of the water. The high places of Avon, the sin of Israel, will be destroyed. Thorns and thistles will come up on their altars, and they will say to the mountains, Cover us! And to the hills, Fall on us! From the days of Gibeah you have sinned, O Israel! There they took their stand. Will not war over sons of iniquity overtake them in Gibeah? When I desire, I will chasten them, and peoples will gather against them when they are yoked to their two sins. Though Ephraim is a trained heifer that loves to thresh, I put a yoke over her fair neck. I will make Ephraim pull, Judah will plow, Jacob will drag a harrow by himself. Plow up your ground, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in accord with covenant love. Break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek Adonai until he comes and showers righteousness on you. You have plowed up wickedness, you have reaped iniquity, you have eaten the fruit of delusion, for you have trusted in your own way, in the multitude of your mighty men. A tumult will arise among your people, all your strongholds will be demolished, as Shalman destroyed Beth Arbel in the day of battle when a mother was dashed in pieces with her children. Just so has Bethel done to you because of your great wickedness. At dawn, the king of Israel will be utterly cut off. My son called out. When Israel was a youth, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. They called out to them, but they departed from their presence. They kept sacrificing to the Balaam and burning incense up to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them on my arms, but they never acknowledged that I had healed them. With human cords, I was drawing them with bonds of love, and I became to them as one lifting a yoke from their jaws. I bent down to them and fed them. He will not return to the land of Egypt, but the Assyrian will be his king, because they refused to return. So a sword will fall on his cities and destroy and devour his gate bars because of their own counsels. So my people are bent on turning from me. Although they are being called upwards, none will rise up. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I surrender you, Israel? How can I make you like Adma, how can I set you as Zeboim? My heart is turning over within me. My compassions are kindled. I will not vent my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God, not a man, the Holy One in the midst of you. And I will not come in fury. They will walk after Adonai. He will roar like a lion. Indeed, he will roar and the children will come trembling from the west. They will come trembling like a bird out of Egypt, like a dove out of the land of Assyria, and I will settle them in their houses. It is a declaration of Adonai. 
Ephraim multiplies lies. Ephraim surrounded me with lies in the house of Israel with deceit. Though Judah roams restlessly with God, yet he is faithful with holy things. Ephraim is grazing on wind and pursuing the east wind. All day he multiplies lies and ruin, making a pact with Assyria while carrying oil to Egypt. Adonai also has a dispute with Judah. He will punish Jacob for his ways, repaying him for his deeds. In the womb he grasped his brother's heel, and in his vigor he strove with God. Yes, he wrestled with the angel and won. He wept and sought his favor. At Bethel he will find us, and there he will speak with us. Even Adonai Elohides his vat. Adonai is his memorial name. So you should return to your God, keep covenant loyalty and justice, and wait for your God continually. A merchant loves to extort with deceptive balances in his hand. Now Ephraim has said, how rich I have become. I found wealth by myself. I won't be guilty of any sin with any of my property. Yet I have been Adonai your God since the land of Egypt. I will yet again make you dwell in tents as in the days of the Moed. I also spoke through the prophets and I multiplied visions. Now through the prophets I will make parables. Since Gilead is full of iniquity, they are utterly worthless. In Gilgal they sacrifice bulls. Even their altars will become heaps of rocks along the furrows of my field. Now Jacob fled to the field of Aram. When Israel served for a wife, yes, he kept watch for a wife. So by a prophet Adonai brought Israel up out of Egypt, and by a prophet he was kept. Ephraim has provoked bitter anger, so his blood guilt will remain on him. His Lord will repay him for his contempt. No other savior. When Ephraim spoke, there was trembling. He exalted himself in Israel, but he became guilty through Baal and died. But now they sin more and more. They made themselves molten images, idols skillfully made from their silver, all of them the work of the craftsmen. They say about them, let those who sacrifice kiss the calves. Therefore, they will be like morning clouds, like dew passing away early, like chaff blown from the threshing floor or like smoke from a chimney. Yet I have been Adonai, your God, since the land of Egypt. You should know no God but me, and there is no Savior apart from me. I myself knew you in the wilderness, in a land of terrible drought. While they were fed, they were satisfied, filled, their hearts became haughty. Therefore they forgot me, so I became like a lion to them, like a leopard lying in wait by the way. I will meet them like a bear robbed of her cubs, and I will tear open their chests. There I will devour them like a lioness. A beast of the field will rip them to shreds. It has corrupted you, O Israel, for you are against me, against your helper. Where then is your king? So will he save you and all your cities or your judges to whom you said, give me a king and princes. I give you a king in my anger and take him away in my wrath. Ephraim is bound by iniquity. His sin is treasured up. Pains of birth come on him. He is not a wise son. When the time comes, he should not delay at the opening of the womb. Should I ransom them from the hand of Sheol? Should I redeem them from death? 
Oh, death, where are your plagues? Oh, shield, where is your sting? Comfort is hidden from my eyes because he is the son of kinsmen. He should have been fruitful. An east wind will come, the wind from Adonai coming up from the wilderness. His spring will become dry and his fountain will dry up. He will plunder the treasury of every precious vessel, salvation like dew for Israel. Samaria will bear her guilt, for she has rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword, their infants dashed to pieces, their pregnant women ripped open. Return, O Israel, to Adonai your God, for you have stumbled in your iniquity. Take words with you and return to Adonai. Say to him, take away all iniquity and accept what is good, so we may repay with offerings of our lips. Assyria will not save us. We will not ride on horses, and we will never again say our God to the work of our hands. For with you, orphans find mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger will turn away from him. I will be like dew for Israel. He will blossom like a lily and thrust out his roots like Lebanon. His tender shoots will spread out. His beauty will be like an olive tree, and his fragrance will be like Lebanon. Those dwelling in his shadow will return. They will grow grain and bud like a vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon, Ephraim. What more are idols to me? I have responded and observed him. I will be like a luxuriant cypress tree. From me will be found your fruit. Jude, greeting. Judah, a slave of Yeshua, the Messiah, and brother of Jacob. To those who are called, who are loved in God the Father and kept safe for Yeshua, the Messiah, may mercy and shalom and love be multiplied to you. Contend for the faith with the ungodly. Loved ones, though very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I felt it necessary to write to you urging you to continue to contend for the faith that was once for all handed down to the Kedoshim. For certain people have secretly slipped in, those who from long ago have been marked out for this judgment. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into indecency and deny our only Master and Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. Now I wish to remind you, though you have come to know all things, that the Lord, once having saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels, who did not keep their own position of authority but deserted their proper place, he has kept in everlasting shackles under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. In the same way as these angels, Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities around them, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after a different sort of flesh, are displayed as an example, suffering the punishment of eternal fire. Yet, in the same way these people also, by their visionary dreaming, defile the flesh, reject the Lord's authority, and defame glorious beings. But when Michael, the archangel, disputing with the devil, was arguing about the body of Moses, he did not dare to render a judgment against him for slander, but said, May the Lord rebuke you. But these people slander whatever they do not understand. And whatever they do understand instinctively, like animals without reason, by these things they are destroyed. Woe to them! For they went the way of Cain. They were consumed for pay in Balaam's error. And in Korah's rebellion they have been destroyed. These people are hidden rocky reefs at your love feasts, 
shamelessly feasting with you, tending only to themselves. They are waterless clouds carried along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. It was also about these people that Enoch, the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord came with myriads of his Kedoshim to execute judgment against all. He will convict all the ungodly for all their ungodly deeds that they have done in an ungodly way and for all of the harsh things ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are bellyaching grumblers following after their own desires. Their mouth speaks grandiose things, showing favoritism for the sake of gain. But you, loved ones, ought to remember the words previously proclaimed by the emissaries of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, how they kept telling you, in the last time there will be scoffers following after their own ungodly desires. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, not having the Ruach. But you, loved ones, continue building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Ruach HaKadosh. Keep yourselves in the love of God, eagerly waiting for the mercy of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah that leads to eternal life, and have mercy on those who are wavering. Save them by snatching them out of the fire, but on others have mercy with fear, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Him to God our Savior. Now to the one who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Yeshua the Messiah our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, both now and forever. Amen. Psalm 127. He gives sleep to his children. A Song of Ascents of Solomon Unless Adonai builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless Adonai watches over the city, the watchman stands guard in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, eating the bread of toil, for he provides for his beloved ones even in their sleep. Behold, children are a heritage of Adonai. The fruit of the womb is a reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the gate. Proverbs 29 verses 15 through 17. A rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. When the wicked thrive, wrongdoing increases, but the righteous will see their downfall. Correct your son and he will give you rest. He will bring delight to your soul. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the beauty we find here. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the breath that we have in our bodies, the breath to praise you, the strength to run this race that we call life as we have soaked into the depths of Hosea for these last few days and sprinted through the wisdom of Jude. We are reminded that our true victory lies in your power, not in our persistence, not in our perseverance. Lord, in the Psalms, we find our cadence. Lord, in Proverbs, we find our pace, discipline, and wisdom. These are not just concepts. They're not just great ideas. These are our running mates. They're the very ground that we run on, solid, secure, and set by you. Lord, bless us 
with the fortitude, the stamina to keep running the good race, with the discipline to train our hearts and our minds and the wisdom to know that every step we take in your name is a step toward triumph. Lord, we are overcomers. May we rest in your promise that our labor isn't in vain, that our buildings aren't built on sand. For every stride that we take in your grace and in your mercy is a stride toward the eternal success that you have planned for and promised us. Lord, carry us through to the finish line of just this day, just this moment right here and into a weekend, Lord, filled with your restorative presence. We thank you. We praise you. We love you. We honor you. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we pray and all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today, I am so proud of my strength to walk away from what doesn't serve me. I am so proud of my strength to walk away from what doesn't serve me. And our aphorism, in the pursuit of becoming, we discover the beauty of being. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this amazing race with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.